Welcome back to Tivating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tivate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this week's episode will be another little stroll down memory lane back to how it all started for Aaron and the road that led to Broadway. Last month, on July 18th, it marked 17 years since Aaron made his Broadway debut in Hairspray as heartthrob Link Larkin. But Aaron's journey to Broadway started years before that, and I love going back and listening to podcasts and interviews where Aaron shares his backstory. It's clear how all these years later, he's still so grateful for all the opportunities he had when he was younger and for the people in his life who saw and believed in him and his potential. In 2020, Aaron did one of his first solo podcast interviews on the Happy Sad Confused podcast. He and the host, Josh, covered a little bit of everything, from Aaron's younger years to early Broadway days to movies and TV and up to where we were with Moulin Rouge. And growing up, Aaron was, of course, into everything. He played sports, he was in the school clubs, he played instruments, and in high school he called himself a typical 90s kid because he was into everything. He talked about how his family moved while he was in high school, and the way that the school system was set up, he should have transferred schools to be in the district that he moved to. But since it was his junior year of high school, he kind of illegally stayed where he was at Middletown High School and his younger brother ended up at the new high school. Aaron said that his brother's high school had the students make a choice between being involved with music and drama and being involved with sports. However, at Middletown High School where Aaron stayed, that was not the case. He was able to take advantage of all the programs offered to students and the school wanted and encouraged students to do that by how they structured practices for the different clubs and sports teams throughout the year. And seemingly you alluded to your interest in sports. Like you kind of led a double life in a way as a kid. You like, these were your twin passions. Yeah. And I was, I was very fortunate that I, my brother and I went to different high schools Mm because we moved. um, I have a brother who's five years younger than me and we moved before my junior year and I kind of illegally stayed at my (laughs) previous high school. Um, But, uh, but my brother went to a high school where you had to choose specifically between doing any kind of arts and drama and sports. And so for me, at my high school, they encouraged you to do everything. Like our, you know, our, for instance, our play practice, if you were in the school play, was like six to nine at night. So you could go to your sports practice or go to your sports game and then go late to play. Pr- right. You know, it was just yeah. the way they wanted you to do it. Um, because if when I was four, you know, 14 years old in ninth grade, if 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 I had had to choose between, I never would have done a play or a musical. Right, that wasn't you know? the cool thing. No, to it do. just wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't even on my radar. You know, right. it wasn't something that I was um, aware of, interested in, and I was so kind of tied in with my friends because I was you know such close friends with all the guys I played sports with that I just wouldn't have. I don't think I would have at that time had the foresight yeah. to take that chance or something. On a personal note, my high school was like Aaron's, like Middletown High School. Like, sure, there were students who were involved in just music and drama and those who were involved in sports, but there were also students involved in both or were involved in multiple sports a season, like I was. I ran track and played soccer my junior and senior year, and it was exhausting, but 
hey, it was high school, but just having that flexibility to be able to try different things during those years was, was everything and not having to make those choices. But anyway, back to Aaron. It was in high school that his eyes were first opened to the drama productions, and he admitted that he auditioned for his school productions because his friends had shared that it would be a good place to meet girls. Yet, in true Aaron fashion, he ended up being cast as the lead in Little Shop of Horrors as a freshman, which is just unheard of. Did people around you, teachers or, 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 or whatever, like identify your talent early on? Like, were people like saying to your parents and you, like, this yeah, guy's legitimately got a gift? My, my high school music teacher, you know, chorus teacher, he kind of, uh, you know, I, I, it's, a, it's like a... I've heard many people that are that I've met, you know, they it's like why did you, I auditioned for the school play in ninth grade because somebody told me that a lot of girls did it. Sure. And I was like, Okay, I guess I'll go do that. Um but I got you know, it was a little shop of horrors, I got cast as a lead in the show. I, I had no I you know, no no one had ever responded to me singing or anything before. And then I remember in one early play practice or something that I had gotten up in front of everyone that was doing the show like in our chorus room and everyone's back was to me and I just like stood up in the front and I was like singing a bit of the thing and I turned around and everyone had all of a sudden gone silent and was kind of staring at me but I and I and I thought it was very strange I didn't really know why everyone was looking at me and then my cousin who was in the show who was a senior when I was a freshman she kind of told me afterwards like oh my god everyone thinks you're so good I was like I said really (laughs) no idea um and that feeds into, I mean, like once you get a little encouragement yeah, at no, that and age, then I, you're like, oh. I was like, oh, maybe I should do this. And yeah. then I think before my j- junior year, um, like the summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school, my course teacher, he kind of said, you know, if I, I, he said, I think you have a real talent for this, you know, and that could, you know, be something. Yeah. But he, I, he, he encouraged me to go take voice lessons, which I'd never done before. Um, and uh, so I did that. And I was very fortunate to have a voice teacher at that age that didn't try to change my voice. You know, he was like a not had been a, you know, kind of a premier opera singer for a while and my voice is, you know, he he basically said I'm not going to make you sing like me. I just want you to learn how to use your own instrument. Aaron has gone on to speak very highly of his music teacher Greg Bennett over the years. And during those pivotal high school years, Mr. Bennett was a teacher who had a profound impact on Aaron and helped Aaron open his eyes to his potential and talents. And Mr. Bennett, he was the one, like Aaron said, who encouraged him to start taking music and his voice more seriously. He saw a future for Aaron long before Aaron saw that future for himself. I have to say, I went into that chorus room as a kid who always liked to sing. Um, I played instruments my whole life, but it's not something that I ever took seriously. And for whatever reason, Greg saw something in me um, that that uh, really pushed me to think about myself differently and think that I had a real talent that could be cultivated. And frankly, he's the one who kind of sat me down before my junior year of high school and said, you should think about taking this seriously and start taking voice lessons and preparing yourself. And that was just something that was not on my radar at all. And uh, it was the thing that I needed, the spark that I needed to push me in that direction. And then once that started to happen for me, the whole world opened up. All these doors opened up. So I truly don't think that I'd be where I am today if it weren't for Greg. I mean, hopefully everyone has a memory of at least one teacher who made an impact on them. That teacher-student relationship or coach-to-athlete relationship is just so meaningful. And it's just crazy what you remember and hold on to throughout the years about those teachers that 
had those impacts and you think back on things they taught you or things that might have been said and you see it in a different light as you go through new stages and chapters of your life and I don't know you just it's just something special I mean Aaron 20 years later he still acknowledges how many doors Mr. Bennett helped open for him through his encouragement and really recognizing that potential now we all or most of us know Aaron's college story by now prior to Mr. Bennett Aaron was planning on attending college to study business he had been in all his business clubs in high school and he was even the president of the clubs he had scholarships his senior year to a few schools for business but he also went and applied to Boston and Ithaca to study music he didn't get accepted to Boston their loss but got accepted to Ithaca However, he had no scholarships for music, yet his parents encouraged him to go and pursue it. The switch from being a voice major to a musical theater major happened after a class that combined the musical theater and voice major students. After Aaron performed for the class, the musical theater majors questioned why he wasn't in the program, and that got him thinking about switching majors, but also led to some confusion because he knew that he missed performing on stage, but was also still conflicted about if he should just go and pursue business like he had originally planned. Thankfully, Aaron again had his parents in his corner to encourage him to go and take that chance. And I love when Aaron tells the story of his parents telling him that you're 18 years old and you're broke. What's what's the harm of trying musical theater if it's if it's what he really wants to do. If it doesn't work out, hey, he's a few years older, still broke, but at least he tried what he loves. And that's another conversation that was clearly so pivotal for Aaron because we all know what happens next. Jumping ahead, after Aaron left Ithaca to go on the rent tour, he went on to portray Link Larkin on the Hairspray tour for a year. And then on July 18th, 2006, Aaron made his Broadway debut as Link Larkin at the Neil Simon Theater, and his debut was a sentimental one for him in more ways than one. Actually, a very, very funny story about my opening night, because, you know, I grew up just about an hour, yeah. hour or so upstate. Yeah. So my high school course teacher organized a bus of people to come to my opening night. And like 70 or 75 people from my hometown wow. came to my opening night. <laughs> and so I got all this entrance applause and everyone on, in the cast on stage, you know, they had no idea. They were like, who is this guy getting all this entrance applause? So I had a very, I, I stacked the deck for myself in the crowd that night. That high school chorus teacher was, of course, Mr. Bennett. The bus was full of students from Middletown High School and those who grew up with Aaron and some of the students knew Aaron and others felt like they knew him because of how much and how highly Mr. Bennett talked about him. There was an article written in the Times Herald Record about the Middletown trip to see Aaron's Broadway debut. It was an event full of such pride for the town. Aaron made his debut alongside Haley Duff, yet the article shared that after the show, quote, Aaron had fans waiting eight to ten deep outside of stage door for his autograph, end quote. It went on to say that Aaron remained outside in the pouring rain, savoring every ounce of the evening with fans, despite being called back inside by producers and assistants for the welcome party that the cast was throwing for them on stage. 
personally, my favorite parts of the article were the parts that shared his parents' reactions. His mom shared in the article that she had been crying all afternoon and his dad was just in a state of shock that all of this was real and happening for Aaron. Their minds had to just be spinning, just thinking back to that conversation that Aaron had with them when they were fully supporting him, going for his dream and what he loved, and here he was living it out on Broadway. My other favorite part had to do with Mr. Bennett. In the article, it shared that Mr. Bennett had created a framed poster of all of Aaron's high school musicals that he was in, and once fans and things dispersed at stage door, Mr. Bennett presented it to Aaron, and it says there were some tears on both ends, of course. But we all have to believe that Aaron, he still has that poster somewhere safe, and it's got to just be such a treasure for him. Hairspray was just the start of the stellar Broadway career that Aaron has gone on to have and will continue to have, hopefully for years to come. And to quote a line from Moulin Rouge, he is something quite rare. Aaron is so immensely talented in so many areas and he continues to strive to better himself and those around him and he handles all of his success and fans with grace, humbleness, and gratitude. Just how wonderful life is with Aaron Tveit in the world. Thank you so much for listening today and for continuing to support this podcast and just going down this little stroll of memory lane for... Aaron's 17 years since his Broadway debut. And um, if you're looking for more fun Aaron content, you can follow along on Instagram at Tivating underscore patiently or over on TikTok at Tivating patiently. And I hope to have you back here for episode 56.